Thanks so much for joining us Thursday morning. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about cost of living crisis in Canada. And really, it it usually distills down to a couple of things. And a big one is grocery shopping. And we talked a lot about the fact that groceries are expensive. We've gone through supply problems, especially through COVID. And since then, it seems like the prices have just been continually a challenge. And as a result, we often look for trends that are happening in the country. Where can you get some of the best deals? A new survey was done that shows when it comes to grocery shopping, Canadians, of course, love a good bargain, but they love them more today than ever before. Dr. Sylvain Charlebois is a food distribution and policy professor at Dalhousie University Agri-Food Analytics Lab. We've had uh, Sylvain on the show before, and I wanted to chat with him. There's a couple of surveys that have been done recently that indicate some changing habits when it comes to the pursuit that we have for cheaper food. Dr. Charlebois, thanks so much for taking our call today. My pleasure, Evan. Appreciate having you. So this latest uh, study that was done has shown a couple of things. And one of the things is Canadians have actually switched their loyalty to their primary grocery store. Oh, absolutely. It's the new battleground for grocers. Uh, we're all of us, you and I, we're no longer loyal. <laughs> we'll, we'll bargain hunt, uh, a lot. Uh, in fact, uh, two thirds of Canadians that actually switch their their primary grocery store just because they feel that where they were going they weren't uh, enough discounts uh which is interesting and and the other stats that we came up with this week is people are going out to the grocery store more often than just six years ago uh 32 percent more which is a lot i mean uh you can think of 30 percent not not being a whole lot but it is a lot Given it's grocery shopping, it's something that we all do. We have our own habits, but 30% is a huge shift. You can tell that Canadians are much more proactive, uh, smarter when it comes to selecting uh, stores, uh, way they actually buy food. So why, what would be driving that? What's the, what's the theory behind why Canadians are going more often grocery shopping? I, I think there's, uh, there's, there's a cash flow uh, conscious consumer out there. I mean, basically, uh, you'll show up at the grocery store and you'll spend what you have, basically. And uh, because of shelter costs, I mean, that's really the big problem with food right now. People are saying, well, food prices are going up, but people have less money to spend on food because of, of shelter costs in general. And, and I'm sure in Saskatchewan, it's the same thing. And uh, so that's one one group of people. The other group of people is just all of a sudden they realize, well, you know what, uh, I need to survive. I need to get to uh, the best deals possible because I can trade down on food uh, and not, not so much with, with shelter. And so uh, I'll go to Giant Tiger. I'll go to Dolorama. I'll go to any place where I can actually save as much money as possible. So uh, the use of flyers, coupons, uh, apps uh, to food rescue, uh, all of these things are, are uh, their usage are way up. Dr. Sylvain Charlebois is my guest, the food distribution policy professor at Dalhousie University Agri-Food Analytics Lab. You just mentioned food rescuing. What is that and why is it so popular? <laughs> yeah, it's actually uh, not, it's not a concept that has been overly explored, to be honest, Evan. Um you know the the, the Loblaw flip flop on the fifty percent discount. Yeah. You may remember about a month ago. Uh, it got us thinking to 
thinking about food rescuing, that's exactly what it is. I mean, you basically are empowered as a consumer to rescue food uh, from landfill, basically. So uh, that's it's, it's the moral contract that exists between grocers and consumers. So consumers will look at a product. Uh, con- grocers will want to reduce their food waste. But in return, of course, as a compromise for buying a not-so-fresh product, well, we'll give you a discount. What is the appropriate discount? That's where our survey went. So is it like 30%? Is it 40%? Is it 50%? So it clearly 50% is the threshold, is the benchmark uh, to get people to make that compromise between, well, yeah, I need to eat. I'll, I'm willing to buy a not-so-fresh piece of product. But you got to give me a discount and the, an incentive of some sort. And 50% seems to be the way. Dr. Charlebois, this seems like an area where there's really good possibility for both the consumer and for the grocers because it's a way for them to at least mitigate their losses on some of this old food. And so finding that sweet spot or that incentive as you're talking about it appears to me that it's as, as important for the grocers as it is for you and I going out and buying groceries. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, uh, right now it's, 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 it's tough. I mean, it's tough for a lot of people. Uh, this week we learned from Statistics Canada that the food inflation rate was, uh, down, uh, 1.1% to 3.4%, which is great news. I mean, we haven't seen a drop like that since May 2016. And so, so things are moving very rapidly. Last year in January, Evan, our food inflation was over 11%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, Saskatchewan had one of the highest uh, food inflation rates. Now, uh, Saskatchewan is about average right now. Yeah. Uh, I know that your, your inflation went down, but food inflation wasn't really impacted as much as general inflation in Saskatchewan. But overall, I would say that things are much easier to manage for food companies, uh, which means for us that we are we should expect more deals. We should expect more lost leaders, more promotions, for sure. Uh, but we're not out of the woods yet. We're still, I think we're a few months away from reaching that sweet spot of 15 to 2.5%. That CPI story that came out on Tuesday pointed directly at gas sales and grocery prices as the two main, I would say, uh, pieces of impact that, that really affected that, that slowing of inflation in Canada, which I think is a real positive thing. Dr. Sylvain Charlebois is my guest working at the Agri-Food Analytics Lab in Dalhousie University. So another study that you did, I think it was the fall of last year, Agri-Food Analytics Lab was involved in a survey on Canadian satisfaction with the food service industry, and it shows that it's on the decline. So people not loving the restaurant experience like they used to. What do you read into that? Yeah. You're paying attention, Evan. That's great. <laughs> I, I pay attention to everything you do, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the I'm loving it slogan by McDonald's is uh, is of the times, to be honest. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much about fast food. If you look at some of the results of late by Restaurant Brands International, which would include, of course, Burger King, Popeye's, and uh, and Tim Hortons, uh, you look at McDonald's, you look at uh, all of the chains right now, they're doing extremely well because uh, it's a trading down market. And uh, fi- fine dining, casual dining, not so much. 
uh, and and people are absolutely really careful with their money. Uh, what we're noticing is a lot of people are dining in at home to avoid uh, that infamous tip and overpriced uh, bottle of wine, beer, all these things uh, right now are secondary for people trying to save as much as possible, but they, but they still want to treat themselves. So they're, they're basically going out, but staying at home. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. Dr. Sylvain Charlebois is my guest. So while I've got you on the line here, we've only got a couple minutes left. I want to talk to you about the current egg recall that we have in Saskatchewan. I was at the store the other day. People were lined up out the door with cartons of eggs wanting to return them because there's a recall. Salmonella in the eggs. What impact do recalls like this have on the industry? It's you know, it's always unfortunate because eggs uh, are an important part of 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 what we eat, of course, from a protein perspective. But uh, I must, I must give credit to to marketing boards. Uh, eggs are supply managed in Canada, and our system, and in particular, I would say in Saskatchewan, where I used to live, the system is pretty robust. So yes, uh, recalls do happen from time to time, but typically, uh, when something like this happens, uh, the industry does bounce back pretty quickly. And I don't see how prices will be impacted over the short term. You know, one of the things that I think comes into the discussion when we're talking about a recall on food, and we've seen a bit of it. We, I think it was, was it cantaloupes just before Christmas? There was salmonella yeah, in some right. of those eggs. Part of it is how it's communicated, the method uh, which they communicate, the timeliness of it, all of those types of things. Do we do a good job of that in Canada or is there room for improvement there? I mean, Evan, I mean, at the start of COVID, uh, Ottawa developed an app allowing people to know whether or not you were exposed to someone else who actually had COVID within weeks. I don't know what the cost was. I hope it wasn't $60 million. I was going to say, we don't want to get into the cost of apps in the federal government, do we? I don't want to get into the politics of Arise Can, which was a scandal, uh, I'll admit, but... uh, you can develop an app really uh, easily, not at sixty million. I can t- I can assure you, but I'm sure there's a way. To your point, Evan, to communicate to the public when there's a recall in real time, especially in the summer. Like in the winter, people pay more attention to news, and and media does a great job uh, basically communicating to the public what's going on. But in the summer, when a lot of things are eaten raw, salmonella is not your friend. So you want to be as careful as possible. Like with eggs, for example, I mean, the salmonella is probably like on on the shell. So people don't eat the shell, obviously. But a few years ago, I mean, cantaloupes, you eat that raw. You can't get rid of the salmonella. Onions, a few years ago, can't get rid of the salmonella. So with meat, you can, but not with some of the produce out there. So I do think that on risk communication, we have a long way to go. Sylvain, this has been a good chat. I appreciate you taking the time to join us again today. All right. Take care, Evan. Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, the food distribution and policy professor at Dalhousie University, the Agri-Food Analytics Lab, talking about the fact that we are placing a greater emphasis today than ever before on grocery shopping. We do it more frequently. We buy smaller amounts. No longer are people buying that heaping cart of $600 in groceries. I think they probably still are. It's pretty tough for families to get away from from that experience. But 
generally speaking, we are seeing habits are changing in Canada. And this new report from the Agri-Food Analytics Lab is showing exactly that. People are shopping more frequently. They're picking where they shop based on where the discounts are. And they are looking through flyers. They're using apps. They're looking for in-store signs to find as many discounts as they can. The other thing that we talked about that that I thought was interesting, the Agri-Food Analytics Lab had done a study on the food service industry. And, uh, you know, it does show that it it is on the decline. Canadian satisfaction is on the decline. I, I think it probably has a lot to do with cost. Because I can tell you, I you know, we don't eat out every night, but we do go out for supper. And I'm always impressed with the restaurants in our province. I think the quality of food is good. The service is good. And knowing that they had a very tough time through COVID, I, I, I would, so I would hope that our communities continue to support our restaurants, uh, because boy, that's, uh, you know, Hey, that's an important part of, of our economy. And we talk about that all the time. So part of it is we have to show our ability to support all of our, our community where we can, but I know it's tough. Food's expensive, which causes costs to go up for restaurants as well. And they've got to absorb these food costs no different than you and I do when we when we go to the grocery store. So once again, I appreciate Dr. Charlebois joining us here today. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. A whole big chunk of the province basking in sunshine and warm temperatures. Fairly mild today, plus temperatures for a big part of the province. We are maybe going to get a little bit of snow in the next couple of days. Central part of the province could see some snow. And then things cool off into next week. But for the rest of this week where the kids are off school, the weather is looking pretty darn good through the weekend. Well, as a parent, this is one thing we know. If we say we're going to do something and then we don't, and then we say it again and we don't, it doesn't take long for our kids to realize it's not going to happen. Like they're they're blowing smoke. Right, Dad's saying he's going to do it, but he's not actually following through. That theory is what came into my head yesterday when I was reading Robin Urbach's article in the National Post. And the title of it is, Jagmeet Singh is super serious this time. So this is the whole, like I actually, and it says right in in the article, you, you feel sorry for Jagmeet Singh's communication staff because they're constantly looking for new ways to say the same thing. Like this whole confidence and supply agreement that they have with the liberals it's going to get ripped up if something doesn't happen by this date we're going to rip it up right now of course they're talking about the pharmacare legislation and they want it introduced to the house of commons by march 1st so it's a week away from tomorrow and if it doesn't happen then there's a good chance that that's going to get ripped up well this this has actually happened numerous times back in december of 22 Hospitals, particularly children's hospitals across the country, were in an acute state of crisis. Mr. Singh suggested at that time he would pull the agreement if Prime Minister Justin Trudeau didn't take some unspecified action. There was some funding that was done. Jagmeet said, okay, that's better, and he backed away from it, didn't rip it up. Then January of 23, he again said he would withdraw his support for the Liberals if they didn't pass Pharmacare by the end of 23. Well... Check the calendar. It's now two months into 2024, and they've revised the date to March the 1st. He was asked, actually, in July of last year, would you be willing to go to the polls on housing? And he said, absolutely. And then later they came back and said, well, he said absolutely, but at the end of the day, this is a big issue, and we want to work with the government on this issue. October, NDP members at the party's convention passed a motion backing 
Jagmeet Singh's January threat resolving that the continued confidence in supply is contingent on the government legislation that commits to a universal, comprehensive, and entirely public pharmacare program. The government has missed deadlines. The government has suffered ethical violations, stonewalled committees. There's a whole bunch of things, and yet the NDP have threatened, but they've never actually gone through with pulling and ripping up that supply and confidence deal that they have with the government. Now, as you read through this article in the Nieder, uh, or the uh, National Post that Robin Urbeck had written, she talks about the fact that the NDP point, well, we're a thorn in the side of government, and the fact that we're in this agreement, it gives us the chance to continue to exert this pressure on government. But the question, I guess, is do they ever feel like they're in a position where they might form government, or are they just happy to be the thorn in the side of government, and that's where this goes, so... Yeah, that date, a week from tomorrow is the date now that they've given, the federal NDP have given to say Pharmacare has to be on the floor of the House of Commons being discussed or we're pulling the support. So we'll see. I mean, I just listed about six cases where they threatened to do it before and they haven't. My guess is this will be case number seven. Well, still to come on the show, I'm looking forward to this. I've got a conversation with... The first Canadian astronaut who is actually going to take a trip to the moon. Jeremy Hansen is an astronaut with the Canadian Space Agency. He is going to become the first Canadian to journey to the moon. The Artemis II journey takes off next year. They've actually had to reschedule it once already. And so he's looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to having that conversation with him. That's coming up in just a second. And one other quick thing I want to mention too, we've talked a little bit about the GoFundMe that is up and running for the tragic fire that happened in Davidson. Grandma, grandpa, and three kids perished in a tragic house fire at the end of the long weekend. Now a community is left picking up the pieces, helping Christine Clausen, who lost her parents and her three children in that fire. A GoFundMe is set up. They have a $50,000 target. I mentioned yesterday, it, it actually jumped up through the day from twenty five to 31000 I checked it this morning just before I came onto the air to talk to you, and it was just under $42,000. So this is a, a great fundraiser and a great way to support this family in Davidson that are going through an unthinkable event. The conversation with our astronaut is next on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.